Welcome to this edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. Sean Newell, Dennis Brzezinski alongside. How you doing, D? I'm good. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. It's mid-2021 now, right? June. May, June, yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, so, so we're halfway into it. And we're also so close to our one-year anniversary yeah it was sometime in june last year wasn't it that we started i don't remember the exact date june 14th okay june 14th excellent so you remember it well apparently so so yeah i do and this show is nothing like what it originally started out going to be you know it's just kind of morphed into into what it is and we have fun each week it was going to be talking about music but it was going to be talking about a lot of um music that we listened to while driving around and when we were younger, you know, when we were bored and smoked cigarettes and drove around and listened to music and all of that stuff. And then we realized, oh, then we realized, let's just pick random songs that we like instead, because that was going to have a very short life if we tried to do it that way. So, so yeah, it's, it's funny how things change over the course of 52 weeks. Well, 52 weeks, 39 episodes, because uh, we're officially calling this episode 39. Uh, but, but yeah, no, we're coming on a year of doing this thing. Yeah. It's insane. It's pretty like, crazy. Neither one of us thought it would go past 10. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. And then it did. And then it was like, well, let's, cause we originally did this out of the studios where I work because it was free that way. And then as time went on, that was inconvenient because I'd have to go into work at all different times to tape and stuff so now we have a little studio in my house to do this and you have a microphone and when richie's on he has a microphone that he uses and yeah all kinds of fun stuff richie's taking the week off by the way oh yeah no and 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 he'll he'll be back with the one year anniversary show next year or next week uh but yeah no it's it's crazy yeah. but, but but how much fun is this it is good. Yeah, it, it is fun. You know, it, it, uh, the problem is, is life gets in the way a lot and we get delayed and all of that kind of stuff, but that's okay. Sure. It's just for, it's just supposed to be for fun and that's how we roll with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and we've been doing this for our, our own benefit. Like this is how I can talk to you. Right. Richie. Right. Yeah. You know, like all of that stuff. It's, it's, just in good fun. Yeah. So, so along the lines of, you know, we started this kind of because, well, the pandemic and there wasn't a whole lot else to do. And like, it would be good to chat a little bit more often and let's give it something where, like you said, we, we kind of have to, because we set up these shows to do and stuff, which is good. But when it comes to the pandemic and the end of it, you know, life each day seems to be getting back to more and more normal. And this week, um, you know, I live in Peoria 
And I live out on the northwest side of town, and there is a Louisville Slugger Sports Complex that is just over on the other side of our subdivision. And this week, they hosted a a concert called the Tailgate and Tall Boys Concert, and uh, it was live music. And it was cool because, I mean, they weren't bands that I would normally listen to necessarily, but I knew I knew a lot of the songs from some of the artists that they played and sit out on the back deck and have a drink and listen to live music. It was really awesome to say there's literally a concert going on next door to where I live and I can hear live music for the first time in God knows how long. Well, you and, you and Richie and I, on our you know message site, talked about the Foo Fighters selling tickets for their shows. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they're back on the road. Pearl yeah. Jam's back on the road. Like all these things. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, next Wednesday, I will be officially vaccinated. Okay. You know, like my two weeks. It'll it'll be my yeah yeah it'll be my two weeks after my second shot. Mm-hmm. You know, but but yeah no it's 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 alarming how quickly everything is going back to normal. Yeah. It's awesome though. It really is. I mean, like Richie and I, and I think we might've talked about this on the last show a couple of weeks ago, went to a Cardinals game on a Friday night against the Cubs. And, um, you know, walking through Bush Stadium's concourses and seeing being around a whole bunch of other people at first, it's almost a little bit alarming because you're not used to it anymore. And then you're like, no, this is what you're supposed to be doing when things are normal. And, and, you know, it, it, it is nice to just do normal things again. So, yeah. Hopefully everything continues in the trend and we'll, we'll be done with this. Well, yeah, we have to have people be, you know, agreeable to the trend going upwards. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But what we're going to do today is focus on the new EP that the Counting Crows put out. What, a couple of weeks ago now, I'm going to say that it came out. Butter Miracle is what it's called. And you know, I, you and I have talked about this on the phone the other day and we're both in agreement of, you can listen to this one time and be like, this is brilliant. And then you can listen to it again the next day and go, this kind of sucks. I, and it, it's, it's like a chameleon of an album in some ways to where every time I listen to it, I feel a little bit different about it. And, and right before we, we, we did this, I was listening to it and I'm like, holy shit, this is like a, the most roots Springsteen, Billy Joel sort of thing, you know, like, like the listening to the album when there's no cut, when it's not the single edits, going through it all, like it's it's actually really good. Yeah. But, but if you try to listen to each one of these songs on their own. Mm-hmm. It's not great. Well, and, and because the, cause some of the best part of the songs is the seg from one song into the other, how brilliantly they wrote that. You know, the music yeah. just kind of blends, and, and the songs don't necessarily sound the same, but they but they lead up to a crescendo at the end of each song that then carries over into the next song, and, and, it, and that part of it is actually really brilliant. It's just the... Um, there's a there's a theme and he and, and I was reading some articles with Adam Duritz and he even said it's not a concept album, but yet it feels like a concept album, but I can't quite get my my feeling of what the exact concept is. It obviously has a lot, to, especially song two and song four. Um 
have a lot to do with music and live and, you know, playing music and stuff like that. But then the first song, which we should probably start with because, you know, it's the first song called tall grass almost is the story of, of how much, and and I mean, it comes out and blatantly says this, how much things in your childhood carry with you throughout your entire life. You know, some themes of that, which I thought, man, that that's some, that's some heavy stuff when you really listen to that song. Oh, absolutely like that song like it, it doesn't sound like counting crows no musically mm-hmm. but when when it gets down to it you know talking about like the, the the way the rabbit feels you know like that that whole thing like it, it, it it's it's alarming how you can push that your own your life sort of thing like like the like the way that uh the rabbit is shaking yeah and, and he says it in the song too he like says the for rabbit the, he says for the meaningless and painless for the times we shook like rabbits felt like children made us ask this can you see me and he repeats can you see me quite a few times so i'm not going to read every line of it but he, then he goes into but all the same things just come back to haunt me there are trains that can take a girl to paris there are planes that could bring you home there are some of us get broken when we're children and you never get it back once that is gone and then he goes into the cor- the course of and i don't know why you know which that that, that to me that to me is actually very brilliant writing this like so what was the last album they uh, somewhere under wonderland yeah i do believe so yeah i think that's what yeah. it was called but but the fact that Adam durance does this thing with can you see me like that was from August and everything after. Uh, yeah, that's a theme that's been throughout their entire career. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know why. It, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. That he is still pushing that out there. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I don't know how many interviews you watched in the last month or so, but uh, uh, but you know, like he he gets that you know he was out there way too much. You know, it's it's so good, it's so interesting. But uh, but yeah, no, this, and, and I don't know why. Can you see me? I don't know why. I just fucking love. Like he just pushes this thing throughout all of his music. Yeah, and then it, then it, then it sigs into the second song, which is called "Elevator Boots," which is the one that has actually been played on quite a few late night talk shows, and and uh, I don't know if it's been played on the radio or not because I haven't I don't listen to it, you know, all that much to find out if it's uh, if it's been played mainstream or not. But but it kind of so it kind of sigs into obviously this kid named Bobby who becomes the theme throughout the entire thing, even though it's not a concept album. Um, you know where where Bobby is. Um, Go ahead. It is a concept album. Yeah, he so, claims he claims it's not though. In an interview I read just a little bit ago, he said it's not a concept album, but it has a theme. Because he said every album that he writes has a theme because he gets in a headspace, and that headspace carries the entire album. So, and that does make sense. I mean, August and everything after, if you go back to the first, that album from start to finish sounds like August and everything after. I mean, all the songs kind of have the same sort of feel to them and recovering the satellites is very much the same way. Recovering the satellites is very dark and the entire album is very dark. Yeah. 
you know, recovering satellites is 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 the whole. Uh, I didn't realize this is what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Uh, August and everything after it, it's a brilliant album, and I think I sent you and Richie uh, the, the 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 Letterman clip from '94. Mm-hmm. They were they were on the show with Madonna, the infamous infamous Madonna show. Oh, is that the same? I didn't realize it was the same episode that Madonna did her stuff on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. That, that that's where that's where I I I was like, holy shit! Okay, no, I'm all in my kind of gross. But uh, but yeah, no, this this. The Counting Crows have this background to them where they're trying to tell the story. You know, like uh, uh, the last album. Um, I just listened to it right before you called me. But Somewhere Under Wonderland. Like, You're talking about the one we were just yeah. talking about, Somewhere Under Wonderland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, there's a line in one of these songs uh, where you know, it talks about, you know, God. And it, and, and that and that's what it is. It's it's Adam Duritz is just trying to find hope in in something that maybe doesn't exist. You know? Uh, uh, we're only one song into this. But I, I, I think I got something. Okay. Go for it. So the next song on the track is The Elevator Boots, which is a single that everybody's been playing. And, 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 the, uh, the way he acts, the way he talks about just being out there and that's not what he wanted, but it's what happened. I mean, it, it, it's similar to a lot of the bands that we we talk about on this on the show. You know, like like he didn't want to be the fucking white guy with the cornrows sort of thing. You know, he this is where it went. He had to answer all these goddamn questions. And, 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 and it, it, you know, Mr. Jones around here, all that shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the song also about the ascension into where he went in his career, you can tell, but it, but it also talks about the stops along the way of, of the things that you remember, but you don't remember them the way that they actually happened necessarily. It's a, the, the, verse in it that sticks out with that is Bobby doesn't know her name. He holds on tightly just the same. Sometimes one more night is all you need. I met Alice near the Alamo one summer in San Antonio. I remember her, but I don't remember me, you know, meaning that you don't, you don't remember where your mindset is, where you, where you are in life at that time, but you remember things that happened to you, but you lose yourself somewhere along the way. I thought that was, that was also very well written the way that he wrote it. Yeah, no, those lines that what you were talking about with the that whole thing is 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 that is unbelievably 
prescient to to a lot of things people think about these days. You know, like uh, uh, online. You know, all that shit. But uh, but yeah, no, like I don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know who I am. You know that sort of thing. That that's yeah, it's fucking great. It's no good. So fucking good. It almost turns into it almost turns into as you're trying to get your career going. The I guess the elevator boots represent the moving up in life is kind of how I how I took that phrase. And it and it turns into you you lose yourself along the way when you're going for this certain thing. All you're worried about is going to the next town, playing the next show, all of that kind of stuff as your as your ascension into being a rock star or country star or whatever keeps going up. One of the great things about this record, EP, uh, is is that the movement of it, you know, as we get into the next song and the song after that, like talking about counting crows, like God, yeah, no, they're just they are really good at doing this, and this this album is a story. Mm-hmm. It for this EP is. story. Yeah. So let's do this. We we still got to talk about the last two songs because this is going to be a shorter episode than normal because it's only four songs. But we're going to talk about the uh, the last two songs and then also just talk about you know you and I have both come you know kind of we've we've done and out of the Counting Crows world over the years because some of their albums we didn't find to be as good as those first two because they were a lot to live up to. And then I told you on the phone the other day when we were talking about this show, you know, go back and listen to some of their stuff that we kind of didn't listen to that much. It's a lot better than what we gave it credit for you know listening to it again not all of it but there are songs that are little gems on there that i think we got lost with oh absolutely absolutely and 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 uh, uh i think and, and and prepping for this episode i was watching youtube things and i sent you and richie you know a lot of uh covers and 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 just random kind of gross things that were just cool no, you you forget how cool this band is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a second here on Sean and D's Good Tape. Welcome back to Side B of Sean and D's Good Tape. Going through the new Counting Crows EP, Butter Miracle Sweet One. Is Sweet Two going to come out? I haven't seen that necessarily. Is this is this just one of a two part? album that they're coming out with the the way i understand it is that they're they're prepping a grand album uh to come out and be just like here it is we're counting crows and we're back oh okay okay so one thing that i will say looking at the cover of the ep it's very interesting um it's got a lady with a knife (laughs) with a butter knife laying in a field of something with flowers and candles and um, a butter thing sitting next to her. And then her head, as opposed to being a regular head, is a piece of toast with butter on it. So it's kind of interesting, the album art for this one. We don't talk about album art very much, but this one kind of stuck out a little bit. When I get back home, whenever that is, uh, this final is waiting for me. So we can, we can talk about it more when that happens. I did hear that on the on the on the B side of that um of that uh, album, the vinyl, that it's got um 
them doing an a uh, uh, cover of August and Everything After, which is the liner notes on August and Everything After with the orchestra. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Right before you fucking hit me up, I was watching it. They did it for like Amazon or some shit like that. And uh, 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 yeah, no, it's fucking amazing. Like the fact that August and Everything After came out with the lyrics of August and Everything After on the cover and the song was not even on the fucking album. Right. And it's never been released, I don't think. Has it? I mean, I'm not not oh, that I'm aware oh, with, of. With, with, yeah, 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 no, I, on Amazon, it, it's been released. Yeah, it's it, and it's great. <laughs> it's a good fucking song. I need to check that out. But, I didn't realize yeah. you could already watch the version of this that's that's going to be out there. So I'll take a look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the music that I played, bringing us into uh, side B, is the beginning of the next song on the album, and um, that one is called. Let me see what what exactly is the name of it. Now I'm losing it. What's the name Princess. of it? Princess oh, of 14th Angel Street. On, uh, Angel of 14th Street. Angel, so. Angel of 14th Street. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, so this song was probably my least favorite of the four, to be quite honest. And it's not a bad song, but it's just, it. you know, you talk about Matchbox 20, and we talked about them on the on our last uh, show with the She's So Mean song. And you talked about when you, you kind of lost Matchbox 20 along the way is because everything came a little bit overproduced. This song to me was overproduced because it had the brass section in it. And it was just such a big song that I did didn't dislike oh. it but it was just so big i see i actually thought when when the fucking horns hit i was like oh sh- shit this is right up newell's alley oh alley. no i didn't love it i didn't love it now and it's funny really? because because i i do like that those instruments in songs i just didn't think it really fit in this song as well and uh amanda was listening to it with me the other day we were going to a ball game and uh that part came on and she said this sounds good but she goes it just it doesn't fit in this song and i said yeah that's exactly right so i got to give her credit for saying that because i i agree with her absolutely amanda and 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 and, and the thing about the, this album is listening it to it on its own, it's not com- coming off the same way, but like it's it's basically, you know, like a Broadway show. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to, like all four songs run together and have to be listened to together. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the initial thing I downloaded on Apple was uh the single edits and it just i was like i don't i don't like this yeah this last week once i realized that it was you know supposed to be played all together uh-huh. and i had an interview with adam duritz saying no i i just couldn't stop playing and it had to be all played together nope i know yeah. exactly what you're talking about because i downloaded the single edits first too i think that must have been what was released first and then my yeah, my apple so, mu- my apple music said do you want the rest of the songs on this album i'm like what do you mean the rest of the songs on the album and i hit it and then i saw that the original songs pop up that weren't the uh weren't the edits and i listened to them it did have a different feel to it a because they did just go right into each other where the single edits did not and i don't know if yeah. there's a big difference other than that necessarily i couldn't i didn't listen to them back to back to figure out what the difference was well, and, and, I, and I did because I have time to do that. But uh, it's it's so much better when you, it's just a seamless sort of thing. And and when we talked the other night, uh, like like at first I was like, God, I, I'm really not digging this. 
but when you hear the songs over and over again, uh-huh. when they play straight through, yeah, no, it's so much better. Like you can tell what he was trying to do, what they were trying to do. It, it, it's much better, much better that way. And, 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 it, and it brings me back to thinking about, you know, like, like those old days in, in, uh, listening to August and everything after and, and recovering the satellites and, and seeing that show, you know, like, uh, like you have no idea what to expect from this band. You know, it's, 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 they're so goddamn talented. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you know, like you can, you can tell it from a, and, and and this is one of those things where they're just doing it because they can't, you know, like fucking four songs that just make all the sense of the world. It's 30 minutes of your life and it just flows together so brilliantly. You know, it's funny you talking about uh, seeing them in concert and what you were referring to is when we saw them at Tinley Park at the World back in 1997. So it's been among 20, other shows. Yeah, 24 years ago. And uh, then we saw them at the Aragon Ballroom. Um, a couple of years after that, and then saw him in Springfield at the Prairie Capital Convention Center in 2000. So I've seen him a few. Have you seen him other than that? That's the only times I've seen him. No, no. I, every time I've seen him, it's been with you. Yeah. Okay, okay. So all three shows were good. The first one was the best one, I think, definitely. And then the Springfield one. Springfield yeah. one was yeah. second best, and and um, yeah. But it was it was uh, the the. But they were all really really good. But uh, the one thing about it though that will always stick out is I had somebody tell me not too long ago, hey, I saw the Counting Crows a few years ago because we were just talking about him. He goes, I hated him live, and I said, you did. He said, yeah, I absolutely hated him live. And I said, why? He goes, the lead singer talks too much during the show. Just play the music. And I'm like, that's what their shows are about, though, is him telling stories. I mean, he's much more of a storyteller than he is a songwriter in many, many ways. And I can't even imagine him talking that much about that. Like, like, like I, I watched the uh, the storytellers uh, prior to you uh, sending me the Zoom link. And I'm, I'm like, he's he's not going overboard but remember that show that we saw they were setting up for the fucking storytellers like yes. the, the, yep. mm-hmm. the, well yeah it's what made us got to, it's what made us get to hear some of their big hits twice acoustic and and plugged in which made it even cooler that we got to hear them two times across the wire that's not the is that the name of the album there's it, it is yeah that's the name of the album yeah okay okay yeah the the, the fucking dual thing you know, that was so, so good. It was a storytellers plus a concert there. Yeah. 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 Plus another concert. And that uh, just so entertaining. And one of the things about Counting Crows, you know, just their earnestness about, or his Adam Gerd's earnestness about with the lyrics that, that always struck us. But it was just so fantastic to see it and to have that, you know, in the car in Benny, you know, like throwing on August and everything after or recovering of satellites, you know, mm-hmm. like just just thinking about all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean those two out al- those first two albums will always be the ones that the go-tos, but, but, you know, as we talked about, there's, there's a lot of other stuff on, on here. And, and, and this is a, this is one I'll probably listen to quite a bit for a little while, at least, you know, as I keep 
you know, wanting to dissect it a little bit more. Now, the one thing about this song that I couldn't figure out is how it completely fit with the other two, but this is where he goes back to saying it's not a concept album necessarily, even though it's obviously telling some sort of story. This is the one that didn't feel like it had the had the same fit in because instead of referring to Bobby, he's referring to a her in this song, which that's what kind of threw me off. But maybe Bobby is a her. I don't know. You know, that could be that could be the case. I mean, there are people named Bobby that are female. Well, but there was a a, a part in, in one of the other songs that was Bobby didn't know her name, but uh, what's the line? Bobby didn't know her name, but you know it didn't matter. Some shit like that. Yeah, you know, like like Bobby is a boy mm-hmm. in, in in this thing, and and there's there's a thread that's going along. Because this song would originally make me think of, you know, do we need a light on? You know, did somebody leave the light on type of a thing, which uh, would, would it make you think, OK, now this person's going off. And but, you know, you can still go back if you need to type of a thing. That's kind of how I took this song. But yet it didn't didn't completely fill all the questions. But most songs don't answer all your questions either. So it's not really that unique for that to happen. I, I left this album thinking like okay they still have something to them yeah and and i and i don't know if you've watched or listened to any of the interviews but uh, like adam duritz is you know like doesn't have dreadlocks anymore right all that shit. yeah yeah he's uh but it's uh well, he basically started writing this. He basically started writing this in 2019, and he went out to a farm where people would come visit him once in a while. But he was basically on his own. He cut off his dreads and he just sat down and he was writing. And that's where a lot of this came from. He ended up finishing it up in London, I do believe, and then recorded it in New York during the pandemic. But this was kind of one of those things where the the writer or the or the um, author or whatever goes and like puts themselves into seclusion to try to find themselves again, because he said he'd lost his deal to write over the last seven years. He just hadn't done it. It, 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 And it's such an odd thing when you have to be the source of, you know, this magic, this sort of uh, thing. Like I, I can't imagine the pressure of it. You know, like, like I'm looking at you, Sean. Now, you know, it's it's you know seven quarter to eight in the morning, and you have the uh, the the board <laughs> makes the show run, and uh, uh, and I'm thinking about you know, like, holy fuck, if if Adam Durance doesn't write lyrics to this lick, to this, you know, music, you know, like what? what else do we have would you be you know, would you be surprised though on that note though would you even be surprised though if you know most of the time it is the the music comes first the lyrics come around the music i wouldn't be surprised if counting crows the lyrics came first and then they wrote music to the lyrics oh absolutely and I, I mean that's that's jim morrison you know like that he wrote a poem and and you have to find music that fits that poem that sort of thing you know uh, but but yeah no it's 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 with the counting crows you know like sean 
you and I have such a history with this band mm-hmm. and, and it makes me so happy that we get to do this uh, on episode 39. And, you know, the fact that we are still doing dumb shit like this, you know, like, like it, do you remember how amazing that first record was and, and, and recovering the satellites was like, mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both, and they're both great in their own, in their own different ways too. That's the, <coughs> excuse me. That's the thing about those two albums are they're just different and, but yet they're both awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So the last, the last song on the EP I want to get to, and we both agreed that this was our favorite song. And it's Bobby, Absolutely. Bobby and the Rat Kings, and it kind of like wraps everything up. And it starts with "I'm an elevator kid pushing buttons when I want to go home, but my generation hasn't even got a name of its own." And basically, right away, he ties in elevator boots into this final song. And it's kind of like Bobby and the Rat Kings are the band, and they've made it, and now everybody wants to go see them. Is kind of how the how the EP wraps up. And, and, and this is this goes back to the Bruce Springsteen Billy Joel thing. You know, like like this is obviously his homage to all of that. You know, mm. like yeah, no, it's like here we are. Let, let's do it. Yeah, I want to play for just just a second. I want to play a little bit of this because, in my opinion, it sounds so much different than the other two than the other three songs. You know, talking about that Springsteen feel to it. There it is, right there. Oh yeah, that big that big sound that Springsteen would bring to it, absolutely. I'm an elevator kid pushing buttons when I want to go. Brings his voice down a notch. Sounds his voice sounds much deeper in this side. That's such a great line too. Yeah. Yeah. We just buy what the TV sells. Buy what the TV sells. Here's the chorus. Bobby and the Rat Kings come to play. We'll make them stay. We'll make them play. I'll play till the stars all fade. We'll make them stay till dawn. We'll make them play all night till the light. Like we never see nothing. Like we'll never see anybody ever again. Yeah, I like that a lot. It just, it just, it, it, it sounds it, really it's, good. It's, this album, if you listen to it as a single edit, it's it's, it, it's not it, the best way to listen to it is the streamless mm-hmm. like this way to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, so um, check it out. I think you've got to listen to it at least five times before you make a judgment on it. It's uh, absolutely. you know, you and and probably you'll do what we did where you'll go back and forth and one day you'll say it's awesome the next day you'll say eh you know and, and kind of like that but overall it, it's it's really pretty solid absolutely I, I could not agree more uh, Sean D we have been doing this for almost a year now right yeah it's insane it right? is it is so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It's uh hard to believe. And, and, um, so next week's episode 40 and Richie will be back or not next week, whenever we do it, I shouldn't say next week because who knows when it'll actually happen. But, uh, but you know, the next episode we do will be 40 in about 52 weeks. So that's not too bad. We only missed like, you know, 10 weeks or so. We, 
when we started this, we actually thought it'd be, you know, like maybe just a handful of episodes. Like, this is so cool that yeah. we're still fucking doing this shit. Yeah. Yep. And now the world's open again, so we can talk about on this as we go along with the summer, you know, maybe seeing concerts or, you know, live performances on a stream or something like that that bands do. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes as we go forward. Like I said the other night um, with the live music playing here, and it was it was um, some country artists that I, I was sort of familiar with, but not totally familiar with. And it was Florida Georgia Line that played on uh, on Thursday night. But, you know, it was just nice to be able to hear a live band play you know it was just like wow this is really cool to hear a live guitar and live lyrics and all of that kind of stuff and then last night um one that i was not as excited about as amanda amanda was excited and sat out on the back deck and listened to all of it was ludicrous was the uh was the co-headliner and then the main headliner was somebody named sam hunt who i'm not crazy familiar with but i'd heard a couple of his songs he's another like pop country artist so so that was pretty cool too just to say that there was live music going on here in town and as we said, Foo Fighters have their tour. They're going to be in St. Louis on August 8th, or no, August 3rd, rather. They're going to be up in Milwaukee if you're in this area. You know, I think the weekend before that on J- July 30th. So, you know, pretty cool that we're seeing. Uh, you know, I'd mentioned last week on the on the show that Sammy Hagar's playing the State Fair, which is pretty cool. You know, so so lots of uh, lots of live music this summer, which is awesome to see it all back. When is the Sammy show? It's August twelfth. I want to say it's a Thursday night. So, yeah. So, and you know, I I don't know if it's because Eddie Van Halen passed away, and he's, you know, more nostalgic about Van Halen. But half that half the set list that he's been playing live so far is Van Halen now, instead of, uh, you know, just kind of mixing in a few Van Halen songs here and there. So, I'm sure it probably has a lot to do with wanting to play. And he's playing songs live that were kind of like contentious with the band before that now he's using. So I'm hoping to hear some songs that maybe I've never heard him sing before. So it should be kind of fun, but. And and I have no idea. It's been so long since I've been at that state fair. Uh-huh. Grand it's the same. But, oh, okay. But that should still be a great show. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't be any closer to somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that show. Exactly. Well, and through, through, um, I'm going to try this and it may or may not work, but I'm going to reach out to the promoter through work and see if we can, uh, score ourselves a, uh, an interview, you know, at some point, or at least me, um, that we could, that I would obviously use for work. And then we would also use on here. So we'll see, we'll see what happens and see if that can, if that can work out. It may, it probably won't, but it's worth a try. And, uh, you know, it never, it never hurts to ask. So we'll see. Well, hashtag Sean needs Sammy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jen from France loved fucking Richie saying disappointment begins with D. Oh, that was good. It was good. That was the line of the show last week. <laughs> that was, that was, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. And I hate to say that cause that's just only going to make Richie's ego that much bigger to say that oh, he was the funny one oh, last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Homer. <laughs> Homer will figure this out and we can have him on. Uh, anti-Richie, but yeah. but yeah, no. Jen from France loved the this point that starts with the, but, <laughs> yeah. And that was not scripted beforehand, as you could tell by my reaction. I did not know that was coming, and that cracked me up. Oh fuck, yeah. he had that fucking 
Oh, Richie, he Richie's, the, Richie's, Richie's the sneaky one because he'll, he'll like sit there and write lines down that he's going to use, you know, throughout <laughs> yeah, the show. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's like, you know, yeah. you talk about, you talk about like old, um, you know, rock morning shows and stuff where they'd write those bits. Richie writes the bits and doesn't tell us about them, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate the seriousness that he, he takes in, um, in doing stuff like that. So, yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No. Love him. <laughs> death, but yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, no. So counting crows, all this stuff, mm-hmm. like like this is this is a cool way to like like. Do you remember how we just fell in love with that band? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we had we talked about it on the Katie episode, but yeah, no, just and and, and for for this album to come out. Hey, the other album I want to talk about really quick, and we've talked about um, Somewhere Under Wonderland quite a few times that it's a hidden Counting Crows gem. But the one I went back and listened to uh, when I was, I was, I drove down at home last weekend and had the hour and 45 minutes. And I, and I listened to uh, Saturday, what is it called? Saturday mornings and there's Saturday nights and Sunday mornings or something like that. It was their album after hard candy. So it was like their fifth album. I do believe that came out probably 13 or 14 years ago. And I just didn't dig it that much when it very first came out, but a couple of gems on there that I will say to go back and listen to a song called Cowboys and then a song called 1492, um, which is the first. And it, and it, oh. talk, it talks a lot about like some overlying like Christopher Columbus themes, as you might expect with 1492. Um, but the one line that he screams in that song a few times that is awesome is I am the king of everything. I am the king of nothing. And that line is just like so riveting, you know, so go back and check that song Love out. It. Yeah. Love go. It. I was thinking Love of I, just I, the thought of it. Yeah. I think I might name this show that because I liked that line so much. I, <laughs> but I am the king of everything. I am the king of nothing. Just that's so powerful of a line. 1492. 14, that's from 1492. Yeah. yeah. 1492. It's the very first song on the album. So go, so go check that out and check out somewhere yeah. under wonderland too it came out in 2014 and i don't think a lot of people have listened to it but that is a really really good album as well so uh, yeah one me and you have always had this weird relationship with counting crows it's it's fucking been one of my favorite things you know like those first two albums like me and you were so fucking into them uh and, and and I think you, and, and just seeing them live, mm-hmm. like just so amazing. I wasn't really that into them until I saw them live at Tinley Park, and then I was like, "Wow, this band is really, really good." But I mean, I liked Absolutely. I liked Mr. Jones, I liked um, Rain King, you know, the songs that you're supposed to like because they were popular off that first record. But then when we saw them live in '97, I was just like, "Dang, you know, they just they just blew me away." What the the, the video I sent you right before we started recording this show was their Letterman appearance. Right. Around here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we talked about this, uh, but like, I remember like going home, visiting mom and uh, this was the Letterman appearance with Madonna was the main guest and like fucking ran rough shot on the show. But County Crows played from here. Uh, on it. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's what everybody's gonna remember from that episode of Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but the fact that it that it happened twenty years ago and I still remember it being this is my uh, introduction yeah. to 
not Mr. Jones counting crows. Yeah. Like, it's fucking, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so fucking good. So what do we want to do for Wait. next week, by the way? Speaking of, uh, you know, next week, I mean, I've got a country episode ready to go, but I don't know that that should be our 40th, you know, but it could be. I don't care. But Well, we have Taylor Swift. We have uh, my, in case of emergency, because I'm in Asia, sort of thing. Uh-huh. You didn't send us that yet, by the way, I don't think. No, no, I haven't, because I'm working on the notes. So, okay. But the playlist is badass. Okay. Uh, but also think that being one year, bringing Richie in, I, I say let's just do a normal show. Okay. I got an idea. I got an idea. Maybe they have to be, maybe they have to be songs, hidden gems that we uh, used to listen to as to commemorate the one year anniversary. Since we started with the first good tape, they have to be songs that were on other good tapes that I don't have anymore. So think about that. And we'll each, and Richie, Richie heard all those good tapes too. So he should be able to come up with, you know, I'll, I'll do, Love I'll it. do, I'll Love do, it. I'll do four songs. Cause we can't do a request if we're doing it like this. So I'll pick four, you pick three and Richie will pick three and then we'll, we'll have enough. So how about Perfect. that? Okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, send, send me as soon as possible so I can start working on the notes. All right. Sounds good. And I'll, I'll make sure Richie knows too, or he can just hear it when he hears the show on Monday. So, um, uh, anyway, he's probably already got them in his pocket. Anyhow. He probably, yeah. He's got like a, he's got like a manifesto of songs that he's ready to do. So, all right, we are done for the week. We will talk to you again. You know, we said we were going to do a short show. It's still almost an hour long. That's just how we roll. <laughs> but anyway, we will talk to you next week here on Sean and D's good tape. Oh, fuck. What? Wait. What? I have so many great stories. Oh, we'll, we'll save them for Richie next week. Okay. I got a good song. Oh I got a good song to uh, to take us out. So bear with me because I didn't get it ready in time. Hold on one second. Well, but I think it's a I think yeah. it's a good one to um, hold on one second. <laughs> have you worn Crocs ever, Sean? No. Have They're you? fucking so comfortable. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Crocs. Oh, that's funny. But so you so you're into Crocs now, huh? Well, I'm not into them. I I bought them to be spiteful, but it worked out to in be my sp- favor. Why, why were you being Why were you being spiteful? Oh, oh, just to fuck with people that I work with. Oh, okay. Like saying fire and other things like that. You exactly. did you did send us exactly. a note saying that the Counting Crows EP was fire earlier this week. By the way, so. Yes. And I've started using that at work a little bit now too, just for fun. I told, I told them the story about you and stuff and, and the, like the 23, 24 year olds. When, when I say it, they just are like, you old man river, son of a bitch. Why are you saying stuff like that? So it makes it, it is really, it is really fun. So <laughs> Drift. Uh, go into work with a new shirt and say, Hey, is this shirt drip or not? that's another good thing (laughs) the other day i was talking to somebody about um through my rotary club they have a they have a snapchat you know so so everybody snapchats all this stupid shit and i said that the other day they looked at me like how could somebody as old as you know what snapchat is i'm like gosh dang (laughs) i went from like being a young person to being old in like five years so anyway yeah yeah. Yeah. all right i got the song i got it ready recording still yeah, yeah, we're still recording. <laughs> See you next week here on Sean and D's Good Tape.
Stay, not 